You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I am Mark Holcraft, joined with... Father Jason Leffer. If you notice that I slow down as I say joined with, it's queuing up. It's, we're building up the excitement. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> to be with Father Leffer. Uh, and we are joined by a seminarian for the Diocese of Crookston, uh, Josh Johnson. Josh, thanks for being with us. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, and thank, thank you for having me. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Knowing uh, a little bit last minute, you know, we've had some weather. We've had some, yesterday was rough weather. And so uh, we were expecting a, a different guest, but God had other plans. And I'm excited by that because it's always good to be under God's plan, not my own. <laughs> You know, and so Josh, thanks for joining us uh, kind of last minute. Probably the most important thing that we're going to ask Josh all day, did you put your shoe out last night for St. Nicholas? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I, I did not. But I, I hear that, you know, St. Nicholas does a little bit of late registration thing, so maybe I'll have to do it sometime I, later today. It still <laughs> is the, it still is the sixth. Right? It is. So. <laughs> but I think something more than in your shoe, you're getting something way better than a gift in your shoe today. Amen mm-hmm. to that. Amen to that. So I, you know, it, do, have you, did you know Bishop Cousins uh, before he, it was announced that he was going to be the bishop for the Diocese of Crookston? I did not know him personally. I believe I might have run into him a few times before at random events. Um, and I've, I, I had heard of a few things beforehand, you know, being in the Diocese of Crookston, going to seminary in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, him being the auxiliary bishop of the archdiocese. Um, I, had, I had heard certain things, but never, never personally. Sure. And has he had a chance to meet with the seminarians from the diocese yet? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, it was, we were extremely blessed that he was willing to have breakfast with us yesterday, actually. Uh, all the seminarians and then our vocation director, Father Matt, we were eating over at the chancery. And it was a beautiful time to be able to get to know him a little bit more, spend some time with him, him asking us, you know, how, how did you get into seminary, a little bit about our families, him being willing to share about his own story, his own family. Um, and so it was, it was just a good time yesterday what, morning. What are some of the personal qualities, like observable personal qualities about Bishop Cousins that, that impact you, that you've noticed in that short little act, mm-hmm. interaction you've had with him? Um, uh, throughout the conversation, one thing that was extremely apparent to me uh, was his naturalness and his openness just to talk with us, be in communion with us. Um, it very much felt like it was talking to a priest and not necessarily a bishop of he just wanted to enter and he wanted to be able to hear and just be in conversation with us. And additionally, too, of in the course of the conversation, he was it, he was just very open, not in an overbearing way, but about his relationship with Christ um, and about his relationship with Jesus and just how prayer informed everything in his in his life. And just being able to talk to him about that, of even just asking him the question of, you know, what does Jesus, or what does your relationship with Jesus look like during breakfast yesterday, and that just being a natural part of the conversation. And so that spirit of prayer um, was very beautiful to be able to see. That's excellent. I, you know, last night, after the, at the reception after evening prayer, um, there was a short program, you know, and we shared a little bit because we heard from Judy Cousins this morning, uh, Bishop's mother. 
But he had a priest friend uh, that joined and shared last night. And he, uh, it was more just a, a testifying, a little bit of a testimonial about his relationship with Bishop Cousins. Um, and one of the things, Josh, that he shared that was beautiful. And, and again, Father Leffer and I just immediately kind of grabbed onto it. We just, we heard it and it stood out. Was he didn't, because um, the Bishop Cousins, he's been a bishop since 2013. So he has eight years under his belt as a bishop already. Um, so when when the priest friend of his, and I can't remember his name. Father Peter, I think it was. Was it Father Peter? I want to say, yeah. Just said, uh, he, it's never felt like he's been a bishop or my bishop, because this priest was a priest for the Archdiocese of Minneapolis, St. Paul. He's, he's just accepted. He's always just been a brother priest. But, you know, and, and now I'm translating a little bit. Uh, just a brother priest who leads by witness. And that witness is joy. And the joy he has uh, and just his uh, love of the brother priest, just his, his love for life. But joy and adventure were the two themes that came out. And the priest gave witness to both joy and adventure. But even how adventure is always an opportunity of just time with his brothers. And so really the fraternal relationship between the bishop and his uh, priest is what stood out. And then it led further, you know, what a great quality of paternity as a father. He's obviously going to have to flex some of those fatherly muscles at time, <laughs> uh, but at, that relationship too, that it was brotherly. And so when it came time for, if there's a, a point of accountability, it, to receive it wasn't as difficult because you knew it came from a place of love. So it's just beautiful to hear you talk about how uh, it didn't really feel like it was a bishop. He was just asking, he was sharing about his own prayer life. He said on many occasions, and not in any way uh, that it came off, you know, bragging or any of that, but he loves to pray. He loves to pray. And as we hear his story, we've heard his story, you know, uh, Judy Cousins was sharing this morning that Bishop Cousins, he's wanted to be a priest since he was a kid. And Bishop Cousins shared that last night. You know, he's wanted to be a priest since he was a kid. He never said anything about wanting to be a bishop, <laughs> but, <laughs> but wanted to be a bishop, or wanted to be a priest, and how that just comes out um, with this prayer and fraternity. So it's, it's great to hear you say that for you. So what is it like, if you don't mind sharing, what is it like uh, preparing for a new bishop? You know, we've had Bishop Pates, who has faithfully served as the apostolic administrator for the diocese, I think for the last seven months or so. Um, but he is happy for the diocese to have a new bishop now. What's that like for you? And even for some of the other seminarians, as far as the conversations you guys have? Mm -hmm. uh, I believe for me, um, and I think for the other seminarians too, it is primarily one of excitement. Um, one of not, not exactly knowing what's going to be happening in the future. We, 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 we don't know what it's going to be looking like or the whole process moving forward. Um, but it is very exciting to have a new bishop. And I guess a little bit more practically to um, each seminarian studies, well, each diocesan seminarian studies for a particular diocese. And there's a long application process, different things like that. And ultimately, the one who we're asking, can we study for the diocese, is whoever the bishop is. Um, and he's the one who has the approval to say, um, and then even in the course of our formation, um, in preparing to, in preparing for the priesthood, um, 
he's the one who's guiding that within the diocese. Um, he's the one who's ultimately making decisions about where we go to seminary and then additionally of what our summers might look like all in dialogue and conversation with our vocation director. Um, and so it, it is really this new and exciting time to be able to say, this is the man who we're going to be able to talk to, who we're going to be able to enter into this with. Um, and truly kind of get our feet firm. And then even with that, having three bishops in the, well, technically still only two bishops in the past year, but our third being today, um, it'll be nice to have a little bit of stability um, and to have a little bit more groundedness of not having everything constantly twisting and turning within the diocese itself. Yeah. You know, one of those things that came out, I had the privilege of being on retreat with uh, Bishop Cousins here just in the last month, and one of the things that really struck me in the in stories that he shared and just personal interaction was, um, you know, that there's certain <laughs> certain people in life, Mother Teresa was one of these, where they talked about how if you ever had the opportunity to, to relate to her, talk to her, you felt like you were the only person in the whole world. Like she had this this listening quality, this listening ability where it automatically connected. And, you know, in each one of us, we have our gifts and talents and abilities, but this is one of the things I tuned into with uh, Bishop Cousins was he has this incredible ability of listening. And, and you know, I, and I think in some ways that gets overused these days. You know, like we would just throw that out there. But I, sure. but I mean, like what I'm talking about is the inner relationship. Like I'm thinking of the spousal relationship right now. If uh, often when I do marriage counseling or whatever, the, you know, the, the two there or whatever, and there's, there often will come this moment where you can see this tension I'll do this little little um, experience with the the husband and wife, and when when the woman experiences her husband hearing her, the whole relationship changes. Like nothing practically has happened, nothing's changed, nothing. But you can feel there's a spiritual change, there's an emotional change, there's a psychological change. When when the person knows they've been heard it means the other person's thinking about them or they've entered into their world or there's an understanding, there's a, a heart-to-heart kind of a thing. That's what I mean by that, that listening quality. And Bishop Cousins shared with us like this, this past um, seven years, it's, it's been dealing a lot with uh, victims of abuse. Sure. And th- those powerful stories. And, and it came class, and I've, you know, I've, I've met some of them, and they, they share with me how they have felt heard by him. Right, something of as like a seminarian or a, 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 a priest to a bishop, as a seminarian or a priest, when when your bishop has, when you know he's heard you, like there's room in you to like I'm open to how he instructs my life or where he sends me or where because I know he's heard me, and in that hearing there's there's like a knowing. It's in that I'd say that's one of those paternity things. Like Mark, Absolutely. you could probably relate to as a father. Your children. I'm sure your children could say the same thing. When when dad hears me, I know he understands me. It doesn't mean that he's going to give me necessarily what I want or the way I want it. Or, but it's I, I put it this way, a little extreme. But when I know I've been heard and I know there's this understanding of that spiritual connection, you know, I'll, I'll go I'll go through a brick wall for my bishop. Right. Right. You know, because because I'm I feel one with he's there's truly this fatherly son identity that develops or there's that bond and Arch- archbishop pierre was talking about the unity of the church and so forth and and i think this is you know if there's a struggle with it it comes down to this he didn't say uniformity he said unity there's that spiritual bonding that imprinting that and i, I think it has to do you know christ is the word 
The Heavenly Father sent the word. How does it get communicated? We hear it. If Christ knows he's been heard by you, he dwells in your heart. He takes up a residence, you know, and vice versa. And I, I think that's it's a very sacramental thing. It's a, this is a, a quality that I think, it seems to me, exists in the new bishop of Crookston. Oh, Father, I, I think that's a great reflection. Um, we need it. We're going to head to a break here in just a minute. Um, we have Josh Johnson with us, seminarian for the Diocese of Crookston. Um, and we'll get to know Josh a little bit in a few minutes. He'll, he'll share a little bit more about uh, so what led him to saying yes to enter the seminary? So stay with us on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. One of the region's most recognized holiday traditions, Christmas at the Cathedral presents... Be Born in Me, featuring Shane McConnell, Shelley Jennings, music director Dan Goler, and actress Apollonia Davalos. Six productions, December 16th through the 19th, at the Cathedral of St. Joseph. Get your tickets today at all Sioux Falls High V locations or online at ccfesd.org. Don't miss this inspiring Christmas celebration. Christmas at the Cathedral. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. In addition to eye exams for children and adults, Lumen Vision provides custom contact lens services for patients with keratoconus, severe dry eyes, and hard-to-fit prescriptions. These specialty contact lenses can be made for single vision, astigmatism, and multifocal prescriptions. For more information about Lumen Vision's contact lens services, our website is www.lumen.vision. I, th- I believe I was 10 years of age, and uh, we, we were poorest church mice. We lived on a farm, never went anywhere, had no money, literally. And uh, my oldest sister graduated from college, got a teaching job, got a little money, and she took half a dozen of us kids. We're, I'm one of 14. And we took a few of us to the movie in the little town of Foreman, North Dakota. It happened to be The Miracle of Fatima, a Warner Brothers film. And I saw that, and it, just, it blew me away right on the spot. I thought, God thinks enough of us to send his mother to teach us and talk to us. And I've never forgotten that. And Our Lady has carried me through thick and thin. Um, I, I trust my life to her, and, and um, without her, I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be here. listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter, and be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Boy, when you're having fun, time flies, even in a blizzard. It probably flies twice as fast when you're in a blizzard. So here we are. This is our last segment. We only have a few minutes remaining. This, this day has been truly blessed. Uh, the, the, the guests that we had on were so 
awesome and wonderful. It was like eating 12 cheesecakes at one time. You know, it was just a little rich. And I'd encourage our listeners to go back and listen to the, the podcast, or you can go uh, back on online. It's well worth, especially Archbishop's teaching on oh, all, all the things. It was that, excellent what the nuncio does. But I actually want to go back to the 12 cheesecakes. Do you know what that's like? Are you speaking from uh, no experience? comment? No <laughs> comment. I plead the fifth okay. of that. So, but one, here's what it's like. It's like the joy that was present in the cathedral last evening in that event. And, and we're with Josh Johnson, a seminarian of the, the Diocese of Crookston. And Josh, you took part in that ceremony last night. And, and Archbishop Hebda spoke about joy. This is existential joy, even in the midst of suffering as a seminarian. Kind of thing. What, what, did, what did you experience last night being part of that and then looking forward to today's ceremony when he actually takes uh, the authority as your, as your bishop? It was, if, if I can highlight one particular thing about the seminary, or about uh, the ceremony last night, praying evening prayer, vespers, um, chant, everybody going, going together. Um, there, there was a middle part um, where uh, Bishop Cousins took a oath of fidelity, correct? That's correct. And reading out all these different things. The responsibilities. Uh, responsibilities. The, the responsibilities yeah. and all of those laid out just like very clearly. And he's at the altar in the cathedral. His hands are like on the book of the Gospels. Um, and he's reading through all of those. And you're, and at least for me, just listening to all of those and watching him. And then finally with uh, Archbishop Hebda and then Bishop Hates as witnesses, him saying yes to that and signing that. Yes. Um, and just like the powerful moment that that was of, yes, um, in, in his willingness of coming up here, of his yes in priesthood, but then even his yes of being a bishop, but then even that greater yes of saying, I'm going to commit to all of this in front of all of you right now, and this is going to be the prelude to the installation itself. And for me, that was, that was truly beautiful to be able to see that. Now, how far along are you in formation? What year are you in seminary? Uh, so college, college four. Okay, so you're not too far off. And if, you, if God willing, and you continue here a couple of years, you, as, you take, as you take orders and ministries and go forth, there doesn't come this moment in seminary at least we, we did what I did in front of this, the rector and the seminary. The very first time you go up there and you put your hand on the, on the altar, on the book of the Gospels, and you take that oath of fidelity and that pledge, I mean, just, it, it's absolutely terrifying. It's terrifying. You, you literally feel the presence of the judgment of Christ there, and it's terrifying. I'd say if you're not terrified, then there's something not normal about you. you know? <laughs> but then there's also, it's, it's amazing what happens as soon as you sign it, at least in my experience, there was like this incredible peace that goes through. I think it's like being engaged, the difference between being engaged and getting married. There's a lot of pain, difficulty, well, terror that goes right? in. You're preparing. And then once you get married, all of a sudden there's this peace. A lot, a lot of the problems, the difficulties kind of go away. Now they're replaced by new problems. Right, right. right. But, but that, I could speak to that just in the sense of, uh, too, I experienced that peace. Uh, and and I, I think Meredith did as well. I, she'd have to speak for herself. <laughs> but th tangibly, there was a peace uh, after our wedding mass, for sure. And, and I, w I wonder, Josh, could you tell us then, what did that do for you when you saw this man standing there reading all those responsibilities? He takes the oath. There, there is, what happened to you as a man and, and as a seminarian? In, the, in that moment, there was almost two different th things happening with me. Um, like... Were, in, in words, it was almost like an oh shoot. Um, 
where it was like, I knew that him saying that in front of everybody and him taking that oath was simultaneously a call for me to do that too. Wow. To be able to move forward, to be able to take that sort of commitment one day in my own life. Um, regardless of how that happens, um, especially on the track that I am in seminary of something as real as the oath of fidelity and to be able to take that. And then the own realization within myself of, am I able to take that? Um, am, am I truly converted to Christ? Have I truly given myself to Christ and his church? Uh, how do I need to take further steps to truly enter into this and to be able to enter into that oath freely? You know what you're witnessing to there is, and again, I, this one's so, I say, it is so fun to be Catholic. It is so awesome to be Catholic. It's the full, I mean, I just, it's like we have a pot of gold. You just got to give gold coins away to anybody. No, really, here it is, here it is. But what you're, what you're testifying to is the, the comforts of being Catholic, even as you describe the struggle, the sacramentality of our faith. It's, it's tangible. It's, it's a bull, a document called a bull from the seal. That It's a parchment made out of lambskin. It's writing, putting your hand there. Where, and he did that in front of everybody. Just like when you, there's a difference between having like a private baptism or baptizing a child in front of the whole parish. The whole parish gets converted when you baptize in front of them because they're, they're, they're asking, what about my baptismal promises? Am I, am I being faithful? Back. Am I converted to Christ? You know? And so, you know, how good it is as a seminarian, you're there to see your spiritual father testify before God and all the people. How sacramental is that? It's, it's real. It's calling you to conversion. That is so powerful. But Josh, just a little bit about your background. Could you just share quickly, because we, we are nearing uh, uh, a little preview for tomorrow, but can you just share quickly what was a, a, main, a main piece or two that led you to say yes to entering seminary? Uh, yes. Uh, so I, I have lived in Moorhead my whole life, except for uh, seminary studies. And I went to St. Joseph's Moorhead. I have four older siblings. Um, and in the course of that, growing up Catholic, always a good time, always going to Sunday Mass, all, all, all of that good stuff. But really, the moment for me was in high school of trying, of a certain recognition that all the priorities in my life were out of whack, that I was trying to give my life to all the high school things, uh, sports, school, honor, all, all, all of those. And all of those just being not satisfying whatsoever. And then in the midst of that, to the Lord working in my heart and him placing on my heart of Josh, be willing to give yourself. Um, and so this, this more reorientating of my life just towards the Lord, towards daily prayer, all these different things really helped shape and manifest in my life. And then, honestly, uh, for priesthood and seminary, it was uh, just a day in prayer where I was reading about living without fear and anxiety, and there was just a grace in that moment where the Lord um, just took away the fear and anxiety in my life, and what entered my mind was, Josh, you're going to go to seminary. Um, and I was, I was very much, and I was, uh, I was a senior in high school and I was like, okay, okay, Lord. And it very much felt like a preparing of me trying to reorientate my life. Um, and then the Lord being like, okay, here's, here's another step. Let, let's go a little bit further. Um, and so I've been in seminary for the past four years now, uh, straight out of high school. And it's been a <laughs> immensely difficult, but also beautiful time. Awesome. Um, Awesome. So is the Christian life. It's, it, it's so good and so hard. <laughs> it is. Well, we're going to jump in. Uh, Therese is back in our studio in Fargo. Good morning, Therese. You want to give a snapshot for tomorrow? Yeah. So tomorrow 
on Real Presence Live from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Father Richard Kunst and Cindy Jennings are your hosts, coming to you live from St. James Church in Duluth. Bishop Daniel Felton from the Diocese of Duluth will join them to share his reflections on the season of Advent. Then call in with your questions on the Catholic faith during Straight Talk from 9.30 to 10 a.m. Central. And Jody Stauber will talk about how her family is opening their home to children in need. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Therese, thank you. And thanks for just keeping us moving. Between We, we have... Therese and Eli, keeping us going this morning as we're on location in Crookston. Thank you both. You guys are awesome. <laughs> so I got, I got, wait, we got a couple minutes left before we go. Uh, a couple of my kids are in here. So I want to invite uh, Michael and Dominic. Come on over because we're here for the installation too as a family. Um, it's so exciting. I'm excited for the kids. Um, once we got Josh and Janelle are going to help. And so I just want to get just a quick heads up. Uh, Michael, can you kind of hear me through the headset? And Dominic, go ahead and sit down. Janelle will help you. Michael, can you just share what's one thing? Well, you could, you could first say good morning to our listeners. Uh, good morning. There you go. So Michael's in seventh grade. He's 13 years old. Michael, what's just one thing you're excited about or looking forward to about today's installation? Um. Well, I know, I think he was previously in the cities. Right. So when we lived in Kirkston five years ago, we didn't really have him as a bishop. I know he's, like, awesome. So I'm really happy for the people, like, that are in the Kirkston Diocese that they get to have him as a bishop now. And I don't know, I wouldn't be all that mad if we still lived there because, I mean, he's moving back, so. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks, Michael. Uh, Dominic is 10 years old. He's in fourth grade. Dominic, what's one thing? You could say, actually, you could say hi. Want to say good morning? Good morning. What's one thing you're excited about for today's installation? Um, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't tell, know. Tell your dad the chocolate chippers. Uh, probably the chocolate chippers. The chocolate chippers. <laughs> <laughs> They've been chocolate. handing out chocolate chippers Whitman's in the name of, of yep. Bishop Cousins. So. There you go. So that's, that's, uh, Whitman's chocolate has been very good to us. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, Michael and Dominic, thanks for joining us. Thanks for saying hi. We have just a few seconds left before we're gone for the day. Father, any final words for the morning? Thanks for having me, Mark. This is awesome. It's been a great spiritual boost for me, and I hope all the listeners, too. Me, too. Me, too. So please uh, check back in. You can, uh, at 1 o'clock, we will be airing uh, Bishop Cousins' installation. And you can also jump on live stream, Real Presence Radio on Facebook, to view it as well. We will see you later. God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real.